When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is seven and a half minutes past the hour. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba show. You ready to go? Let's get it. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy have already given you a kickoff hour on all the Rick and Bubba platforms. Eddie Van Adler settles in for the YouTube experience. Live and archived. He's ready to go again today. He dropped back like a flip. Moultrie will come in again today. I know some of you are saying, uh, Rick, we didn't get much of a break uh, from Match Moultrie. You're right, you didn't. That was the day before yesterday. Uh, he's back again today. Uh, we'll unpack some stories. We'll tell you the latest going on, and we'll give you yet another opportunity to match Moultrie. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, a brand new one, but will be recorded today. Uh, that will come out this weekend. Uh, so we'll tell you a little more about that as uh, you prep for that today. Yesterday's archive from our walk through the Revelation uh, in our Wednesday Bible study, that archive is now available to you. Uh, it was a very, very powerful day yesterday. Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, you know, we get it on the list uh, to grab at your convenience if you haven't already done so. Uh, and uh, walk across the way, there he sits. Uh, the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One. The man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, and associates everywhere. Welcome in to America's favorite radio show. Yes. It's a discussion on the back porch about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is Rick and Bubba. Come on in. Ever fail to satisfy? Say, say it again. Say it again. Yeah, about it. That should have been the uh, theme song for uh, participation trophies. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah, a winner, baby. baby. That's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, You're talking about the great hot chocolate? <laughs> the great hot chocolate. Mm. So uh, you, you were talking. Well, they were hot for a while there, wasn't mm. it? Had a couple of hits. Couple, yeah, they did. A couple of big about ones. two. Two. About it. That's about it. And you remember. But, it was, but they were biggies. The yeah. albums, we talk uh, about it all the time. You used yeah. to buy that had different artists mm-hmm. on it. Yep. We had one that had that. Yep. You remember K-Tail? That was a record yeah. company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
It was it was one of the many on there. Yep. So uh, hot chocolate, uh, you know, often overlooked. And uh, but sound rare- explosion was the name of the record. Yeah. How about this, but Greg? But rarely, rarely underappreciated on this show. <laughs> rarely. Uh, so uh, and you, you, when you when you use the phrase describing coming out, it's so funny. I've, you've heard me say this before, and that's that's always my line to my wife when I'm I'm giving her the breakdown of the day. Now, now, now what, how, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, well, you know, I'll start the day doing America's Favorite Radio Show. <laughs> and, uh, and she uh, just rolled her eyes. And, uh, but, and, that, and, here, and here's another thing I wanted to bring up to you Why all. Why she rolling her eyes? Uh, well, you know, just fine. Yeah. <laughs> she, she said, so, so all of America loves you. I said, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I said, the only people don't love us they just ain't family shit. That's it. Uh, but um, so the, um, you know how different when we all, even within our own state, if you grew up in a different place, there's certain phrases you use like you well, perfect example when you're talking about the youngsters talking about calling out versus calling in. Yeah, I'm still yeah, calling, I'm still very disturbed by out that. Sick. And mm-hmm. this is something that I've noticed and I've watched it now for twenty seven years, and there's been no variation on it. So I'm gonna ask you guys a question because three of us are from Calhoun County, okay? And we'll see if Speedy C-C. Speedy might have a different, Adler might have a different, and Helms is, is getting coffee or hanging out with Moultrie, but but the um so when someone's got a cut that looks like it might need some medical attention, we say that looks like that might need stitches. Okay. Bubba? Would you say stitches? I would. You're talking about if it's I'm cut, you go, oh, you may need say. stitches on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody's saying stitches. Do you say stitches? Yeah. What are you saying? Instead of sutures or something? No. Oh, probably Sherry, probably Sherry always goes singular. Oh, that might need a stitch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I'll say plural. Stitches. I said, baby, it's, it's stitches. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, that's what I'm saying. I said, no, that's not what you're saying. You're saying. <laughs> <laughs> stitch means just one. That's just right, one. That's right. just one. Uh-huh. It, it, you mean it's a tiny cut? <laughs> but she says it to any time there's maybe something that may stitch. need stitches. Oh, I, you may need a stitch. <laughs> and I'm like, baby, we don't say it that way. I'm, we always say, oh, man, that might need stitches. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, that's that Tennessee Valley. Is that what it is? Is it TVA? Yeah, that's it. Is yeah, that that's the Tennessee it. Valley Authority? So. Think... You know, she's from a lake town. you got to yeah. watch these lake town people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, stitch? Do, do other people say that? Oh, I might need a stitch. Um, I've always said 27 stitches. years. I've always said She stitches. did it the other day when I came home with the, you know, after I ran into the glass. <laughs> oh, you should have got a stitch. And I'm like, baby, you mean stitches? You should have got a stitch. And I and I said, no, it doesn't need. It doesn't make you know. So she puts a in front of. There's only one time. Most of the time, it is multiple stitches. Right. That's what I always say. The only time, if one will do it, don't even worry about getting it. Yeah, just get a butterfly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, 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 and Greg again, don't think that it it varies or she's making it that way because the cut's small. She says it about any cut that might need attention. (laughs) So it could be just gaping hole. Yeah, I'm like stitches. We say stitches. So I don't. That's what I'm saying. No, she just looks at me like, "Uh, yeah, right. No, you're saying a stitch. What? What are you? You're making me something? Or are you? Are you fixing a place in my pants? You know, <laughs> that I, makes it, more sense. Yeah. The only yeah. way I could think of it making sense is like if a doctor said, "I'm going to have to perform a stitch," and used it like a verb. Yeah, but I don't, I don't even know if they do that. So okay, you want every, you want a, you don't want a recent example of, yeah. of the singular. Yeah. You know, so I, everybody I in here says stitches, right? I have yeah, say stitches. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You have a drain oh after surgery. Here we go. Mm. Wow. And I asked him about taking too? it out, and he said, "I got a, I, I got a stitch holding it in place." 
Okay. That's the only time I've ever. But he's heard only it maybe right, having one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. No, it was out, but it was holding okay. it in there. I'm Don't glad you brought that up. Well, thanks for bringing well, up your drain tube. I know. I know. I don't I really like wanna, the word. I didn't want to do it, but I was giving you exactly. That's the only time I remember hearing it. When you got a drain tube, things have gone south. Well, it's or just it's not the best day. It's not the best day. But he did use it singular. But he meant because it was just one. Yeah. Yeah, but How about when they pull that out? It uh, feels really weird. But but Sherry uses it for any gaping wound. Yeah, I, I always say stitches. Yeah, maybe that's the way hey, you like need some smart stitches. People. Maybe that's the way smart people say. That it. Could and be. That's why we all say it's stitches. It could be. <laughs> she is very well read. Then there's also Greg's favorite song by Shawn Mendes, "Stitches." Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know I love. And who, who is Sean Mendes? Sean Mendes, yes. yes. And of course, his <laughs> other favorite song, Patches. Right. Now that is one of my favorites. Patches. <laughs> we'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, Tim Tebow coming up later in the program. Uh, happy birthday today to the one and only uh, Coach Bill Burgess. Bullet uh, and uh, Billy, as his, uh, the people who grew up with him. Uh, there's all kinds of nicknames Dad has had over the years. He's had a few. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a few nicknames. Um, so anyway, Dad is 82 today. Happy 82. birthday, Coach! Wow. 82. So happy birthday, Dad, uh, and thank you. As uh, as we said, the influence you've had on uh, on us, your children, but also uh, the influence you've had on so many uh, people all over the place. We hear about it all the time. What a legacy. And, uh, you know, people throw the word one of a kind around a lot. In this case, there is zero uh, exaggeration. As Greg has said many times, and I agree, everybody thinks their dad can beat up everybody else. We were actually correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so anyway, uh, happy birthday, Dad. Happy 80, birthday, 82. 82 today. Uh, so uh, we've got some, uh, I guess we got some spillover from yesterday. I guess we're going to hear it in their own words. Do you want to hit these other two Biden yeah. clips before Let, we get to Schiff and McCarthy? A, let's start with the president will work our way over to congress so what 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 is adler help me on video 1a what 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 is the reason we're playing this what is this about this is just a gaffe this is just biden can't speak okay and we but those are my favorite so yeah. uh and he's uh he's saying that oh i see he's saying ukraine's brutal aggression yeah. he gets the country's confused he does all right so here is uh the latest gaffe and and there's so many uh, from our current president Biden. He kind of gets uh, the the war with Ukraine and Russia. He gets things out of order. Here, here we here we go. I can't look. Oh, hang on, just that's on me, Adler. All right, try it again. All to help counter Ukraine's brutal aggression that's happening because of Russia. All to help counter Ukraine's brutal aggression. That's happening because of Russia. Y'all taught what? me to do this. Please look at the people who are standing. I, I can't him. look. I just got to be honest with you. I can't pe- look. The people behind him have this look in their face. He was trying like, to say the brutal aggression against the Ukraine are happening in the Ukraine oh, because yeah. of Russia. Yeah, but, but he, he does all to say help that. counter Ukraine's brutal aggression. Ukraine's brutal aggression. That's happening because of Russia. Nice. This man is dead inside. Yeah. Oh that, this that, man is absolutely that, dead that inside. That guy, if you read his That's face. That's the Secretary of Defense guy. If you read the Secretary of Defense's face, That's he's awesome. like, did he just say that Ukraine 
and and he has that look on his face, like Adler said, that he's dead inside. He's almost like, I don't. How much longer must we endure this? Can we find some more classified documents? That's the Secretary of Defense guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't you know he's thinking that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So so anyway, he gets it wrong. He now has Ukraine as the brutal aggressor. Now here's one of the he also did the two second eye close thing. Yes, that was much worse than I thought today. He's really coming apart. Check out this next twenty two seconds. See how this one hits you. I have no intention of letting the Republicans wreck our economy, nor does anybody around this table, in my view. Now, again, we're going to speak about continuing our support for Ukraine, and uh, it's an idea that has bipartisan support, like some of what we passed had bipartisan support. Mm-hmm. And I have no intention of letting the Republicans wreck our economy. Nor I have no, no intention, intention of letting, too late. The, wreck of, our of letting the Republicans wreck our economy right that, no, that, that, that's right that's that's pretty much that's good that's a good one that that's that he is, should have saved that one for the correspondence dinner when he does his stand up that's a good <laughs> one. yeah that's gonna be good. that that's is the, that is as political a that's statement a as i've ever i've heard in recent time <laughs> uh, the other parties who's wrecking the economy now of course we're, we're the ones who have implemented all the things that wrecked it yeah but and, right. when, and when they had their way we actually had a booming economy but i don't think you as americans will take time to research that mm-hmm. so i'm just going to say do that. you think somebody's going to throw a party for the state of the union and and you know like Mm-hmm. A drinking party on gaffes mm-hmm. for the State of the Union or something. Mm-hmm. You, could throw, you could I'm throw a heck we're of not a party. Doing it on pops today, we'd mm-hmm. all be slightly yeah. inebriated. Yeah, yeah at this we would point. be. You're right. Uh, By the way, if these pops were actual live rounds, we'd all be dead. <laughs> okay, but so the um, I um, if these pops were bullets, the Ukraine would be winning the war. The president saying, "I'm not gonna," or anybody around this table is gonna let the Republicans wreck the economy. It'd be like you showing up down at my place and Gary walking up and say, let me tell you something. I ain't going to let nobody pull no pranks. Yeah. You yes, know, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, um, th- this, this is just, it really is lunacy and it's, I've noticed right now. And I think we've all picked up on it on, on various sound bites. Now that we have so many, he has his good, good days and bad days. You can tell when he's got more clarity than he has on other days. And the swing is, is substantial. Uh, there are times like when he did the thing about Ukraine just a minute ago where you don't think he can get through right, the day. Right. Uh, this thing with the Republicans is still kind of wacky, but it's it's a little yeah, more well, coherent it's, than it's the political. other. It's just it's yeah, just right. comical. But but he he run he the thing he does he trails off. You know what I mean? He chews his words up and he trails and he can't <laughs> quite finish it. And, oh uh, yeah. So so anyway, all right. So <laughs> now sundowners. Yes. Sundowner syndrome. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, seeing that firsthand. So, all right, so Adam Schiff. Okay, so all, over it, to Congress. He's we talked mad. about this, He's Rick, mad. And our next four clips all have to do with this. The fact that Adam Shifty Shift hmm. and Eric Swalwell has been taken off the Intelligence Committee. Well. And, and the Speaker of the House has reasons for doing that. Mm-hmm. And we covered that yesterday. But let's listen to it in their own words. So we'll start with Adam Schiff. A pouting. That's that's that that's shifty our first. Shift. So here is Shifty Schiff pouting about being kicked off this committee. Congressman Adam Schiff, and we want to uh, briefly address uh, the Speaker's decision to remove Mr. Swalwell and myself uh, from the Intelligence Committee, as well as his continuing threat uh, to call a vote uh, to remove Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, I'm joined, uh, of course, by my colleagues Eric Swalwell and Ilhan Omar. Uh, Let me just begin, if I can, uh, to make a few observations about the decision on the Intelligence Committee and then hand it off to my colleagues. Um, This decision by Kevin McCarthy to bow to the demands of the most extreme elements of his conference 
uh, and use the Intelligence Committee as this kind of political uh, plaything doesn't show the strength uh, of his speakership. Indeed, it shows the weakness of his speakership. Uh, okay. I, I, have to, I have to disagree. Uh, that, well, that, that speech will get you back on. Well, this is, again, don't miss, this is the arrogance of this guy. And he's one of the most arrogant people we've he seen really in a while. He really is. He, he makes Trump look humble. <laughs> uh, Adam Schiff is, is an arrogant. And doesn't blink. Right. He, he is letting us know that to remove them shows how weak you are. Now, Rick, not, keep not in how, mind. Not how strong you are. Keep in mind, we're not talking about removing Democrats from the committee. We're removing these particular people. <clears throat> Other Correct. Democrats will fill those seats. Okay. Yeah. He is being removed because he lied to the American people about President Trump over and over and over. You're going to see it. I think we got the clip later on where he kept saying, hey, collusion, we got the evidence. I've seen the intel. I mean, he went public saying, I've Mm -hmm. seen intel that Trump colluded with the Russians. Still, to this day, no one has seen that. So when we come back, Kevin McCarthy is going to destroy a reporter who tries to question him on why he removed these people. Um, and remember what Bubba just said. Schiff wants you to think, well, I, I just don't know why I would be removed. Well, we've got and, to clear up yeah. one of them of many, many that will show why he's removed from 2017. And then the other one that had, you know, Fang Fang, uh, is, are we going to really yeah. stand I, up? I don't even know how he's a congressman, right. honestly. And look, the things that Omar said, that'll get you taken off a committee, too. Our way back. Let, let's let's now jump in to Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he is questioned by a reporter. You know, Adam Schiff. He just he and is it Stalwell Scott? How you say uh, that? Um, well, Rick, the, the, Eric, Eric something Stalwell. Stalwell. And and then Omar standing out there in a turban, and none of them can they can't understand why they've been removed. Uh, because I mean they haven't well, Rick, they Rick, haven't done anything. Rick, let's remember this went back to the previous Congress. Mm-hmm. We used to not remove these members like this. Well, we should. And and they move they removed some, and and the leadership told them then, what what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. And here it is. So McCarthy is going to be uh, questioned about it, and he handles himself quite well. Here we go. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world. Other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because goes to the national security of America, and I will always put them first, all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing, and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell 
had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public, too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters, too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. That's the answer to your question. I couldn't. Well, you know, and that, I'm so that's pretty clear, isn't it? I'm so glad he communicated it so clearly. It, hey, they're gonna you, don't come in here act like I'm like the Democrats and I'm not gonna let the opposing party, party serve because they got elected. I will, but these two, because of the things they've done and briefings that you've never even seen, Mister Mister or Mrs. Reporter, mm-hmm. I have. It, it is so crystal clear that that what this particular committee committee does they have forfeited the right to be on it by their past behavior uh let's jump period let's let's jump down to 2d if we could and here is part of that evidence it's a circum all you have right now is a circumstantial case uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think... So you Director have Clapper, seen direct evidence of collusion? Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. So uh, that is what we ought to do. Uh, now, again, I think we... And as McCartney said, or McCarthy, McCarthy, mm-hmm. yeah. who was on that committee, <laughs> right? There was no evidence. No, he never. There was no, and to this day, there has been no evidence. And when you lie about things like this, and you never prove them, and when you hang out with Chinese spies, you don't get to be on the intel committee. And when you start this process of removing committee members, just because you don't like them. Okay, without evidence of them not showing that they can handle that position, like what you have here, that's what you're going to get. You got you got two or three things working against you. So you know what? There was an old saying. I know we've all heard it. Sometimes you got to lie in the bed you made. Well, and now Corrine mm-hmm. Jean Pierre in two C. Think about everything we've just said, and then when you hear what she says about these three, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's actually hilarious. And it just shows you that people just say things that have absolutely, n- there's no way to substantiate what she's about to say because what we know about what they've done, what we just heard, and what McCarthy just said, we it's not like we don't know why they're not getting to be on the committee, okay, or why they've been removed, Omar, from the other committee. We know why because of what they've done. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be funny what the press secretary says about them because I can already hear our one-liners. So here we go. Any reaction from, from you from the White House um, about Speaker McCarthy's decision to keep Representative Schiff and Swaller from the Intelligence Committee? So I'll say this. Uh, 
Representative Schiff, Representative Swalwell, uh, and uh, also represent, uh, Representative uh, Omar are, um, you know, are expertise and bring a lot to the table when it comes to uh, foreign policy and national security. That's and we'll say this, uh, you know, uh, we'll say this, uh -huh. we'll say that, um, you if know, when it comes to that committee, it should not be politicized. Uh, it should be independent, and uh, and again, those congressional members bring a lot of expertise uh, to that committee, and uh, I'll leave it there. You know what it tells me is, is for her, her, her such as was bring a lot to the table. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so. Stop it just a second. Listen to the first part of it. Do it again, Adam. Yeah. She doesn't. Did she just say expertise? Yeah. She doesn't say they have expertise. She, she just, just says she expertise. Throws it out. Okay. That's her, let, such, that's her such as. Let her start and then bring in Ms. Okay. Any reaction from, from you from the White House um, about Speaker McCarthy's decision to keep Representative Schiff and Swallow from the Intelligence Committee? So I'll say this. Uh, Representative Schiff, Representative Swalwell, uh, and uh, also represent, uh, Representative uh, Omar are, um, you know, are expertise and bring a lot to the table. They are expertise. To, uh, foreign policy and national security. Are, um, you know, are expertise and bring a lot to the table when it comes to uh, foreign policy and national security. And we'll say this, uh, you know, we'll say this, we'll say that, um, you know, when it comes to that committee, it should not be politicized. Uh, it should be independent. And, uh, and again, those congressional members bring a lot of expertise uh, to that committee. And uh, I'll leave it. I wish, I wish someone would ask the press secretary we're direct. Direct. They are expertise. Now, they are expertise. No, how about this? They do bring a lot of expertise. Uh, they did a lot with with uh, to our foreign policy. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, damage our country. It wasn't really no. good. Eric Swalwell mm -hmm. is incredibly intimate with the you know the inner workings of what it takes to be an intel the expertise yeah, yeah. such as <laughs> he has he, he gets such he, as yeah y'all uh, forget the Chinese spy's name was Fang Fang uh, no don't forget that every no, time. You, no, no you, you will not it. let us forget that no not gonna forget <laughs> it yeah so um so I, I it's you could tell even she as press secretary she's like how do I defend these three rubes no there's Fang Fang now yeah mm -hmm. there she is there she is. Yep. Yep, just Bang. mining for gold, and, and, he, and no one can. He just Adam Schiff can't believe why he and he and yeah. his, they've been thrown off. Can't, can't believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Can't believe he it. pretended to have a collusion that he didn't have, and uh, and, and Swalwell Rick, is is hanging out with a Russian spy. And when I say spending time, I, I mean spending time with a Russian spy. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and Omar hates America, so I don't know what. Why are y'all confused by this? I don't. I don't get it. Should be pretty straightforward, right? Should be. Uh, um, I, I just. Um, and they they just can't believe it. They just don't know why. So you know they you know they are expertise. Adam Schiff went on every show Adam that would Schiff. give him. I mean he he had his he was practically a regular on MSNBC every night to Damn. tell everybody. Schiff. And and the other committee oh. members knew he was lying because they they were in the same briefing he was in. Sure. Oh yeah, we got it. It's it's yeah, incredible. Sure. All Collusion. evidence. Ooh, a lot of Laptop. stuff. I can't really go into it. Yeah, you, sure. you know why you couldn't go into it? Because there wasn't any. Right. right. Yeah. You had no the details line. to go into. Yeah. So this is speculation. No, it's not speculation. So no, tell me what you got. Well, I'll just mm. tell you, it's not. Mm. Here he is on uh, ABC doing just that. If you guys want it. Yeah, oh, sure. Wow. Yeah, give me in. Well, look, I've been very clear over the last no, uh, year, haven't. year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. 
But look, you can see evidence in plain sight uh, on the issue of collusion, pretty compelling evidence. Have you seen, do you have direct evidence of collusion with Russia? Well, I think there is direct evidence. I think it's corrupt and evidence of collusion. What's your evidence? You've been saying that on well, TV yes. for years. Well, I for years. You, and, we, and I've also been saying, as you know, that the evidence is in plain sight, not hidden anywhere. Oh, right. How about this? It's in plain sight. Nobody can find it. But but he has no idea why he was taking off the intel committee. Yeah. (laughs) He he has no idea. (laughs) He said it's politics. His eyes are brown, too. Right. They are. I tell you, was playing politics. It was you, Shiffy, and you, you got busted. Well, you just lied about it. Right, you lost and, your speaker, and, and you can't be protected and he anymore. Knew, he knew because he was on the Intel Committee, no one else could come out and really talk about it. Right. Because they would be breaking their confidentiality. But he was he was fine with it. Oh, sure. Well, he, well he's, he's, he was making it up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Looking at eight, this is one of those things, you know, I, I've been... I have to admit, do you ever have certain things in your life that you you just don't seem all that drawn to, but you know your personality and you think, but I should be? Oh, and, yeah. And for me, it's hockey. I should be a staunch hockey fan. And, yeah. And, and I'm just not, and and I've tried, and, I, and, and I'm like, but today this may be it again because it is becoming, you know, the bastion of tough dudes. Um, and, and I should be more... I should love hockey, yeah. but I, but I just can't quite make it happen. And I think it's the ice skating, but but it's um, I'm, I, I should be a I should be all into hockey. Oh, yeah. uh, but here is some footage too. Think about all the we all hate in in the big three right now. The the flopping. Oh, uh, you know. And again, this is another one of these things that soccer it's did to our control. country. Nobody flopped before soccer became popular. Now we flop in basketball, we flop in football. Has baseball start flopping yet? Our society's becoming a flop. Yeah. Baseball moves so slow, there's no reason to flop. Uh, so, and you know, people, when we were playing football, you know, I played a little ball. Uh, when we played football, you didn't lay on the field. You got off the field unless well, they lay on it now. unless an ambulance was needed. Uh, you know, you got off the field, and everybody lays out there. And like Greg has said a thousand times, you'll see them lay there, and you think, "Oh my goodness!" You know, this person is really hurt. That all of a sudden they'll get up, walk off the field, and be back in the next play. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, you, we've you, you probably the shouldn't game. been laying yeah. out there if you could do that. But hockey still has toughness that I think has left so many other sports. And here's an example: Brock Nelson uh, has has taken a blow to the face. And watch him remove his own tooth. Uh, this, is, this is crazy. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, yeah. Right there in the mouth. Ooh. So he got popped in the mouth. Boom! By the stick. Right there in the mouth. And then, well, what happens when you get a stick in the mouth? It might have knocked a tooth loose. And so, what do you do with a loose tooth, Butch? Well, you you pretend you're a dentist and you pull it out. Look, <laughs> Look he just gets it. Oh, ouch! There we go. Hand it off to the trainer. Hand it to the trainer. No penalty. Oh, by the way. <laughs> hand it to the trainer. Get back no, on the ice. Just hand it <laughs> to the trainer. The trainer went, okay. Rick, what's your problem? Let me get some milk. Listen, he didn't even hesitate. No. He went straight. Yeah. He, this really he was wild. mad. He was, you Gosh. see what he was saying? He was pretty if, mad. If that was, if that was a modern-day football, basketball, or baseball game, it, it, we'd have shut the whole thing down. Oh, yeah. It would have been national news. My tooth hurt. <laughs> 
Did we have, have a story the other week? William Nylander. Right oh, there, the there mouth, it is. Yeah, yeah. A little sneaky. You know how they let them, they'll let them fight? Didn't yeah. we have a story yeah. that there were two brothers on opposite teams and they squared off and got in a big fist fight in the middle of the game? Oh, gosh, what a great sport. Why am I not giving it more? Goodness. Uh, I, I should give it more. I'm going to work on that. Mm-hmm. that that's going to be – I'm already got so many things, you know, my, the 2023 version of me. It's still early. It's January. <laughs> I could put this on the list this year. Yeah, the list ain't close. Okay. I don't even know how their season works. They're playing, I guess. Don't yeah, they play they like – I don't know when It feels like is. they play all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a long – Don't they have a long – the NBA. Don't they have right. a long season? They do. That and NASCAR. Yeah, yeah right. So, <laughs> the um, – Somebody help me. Who should I be for? Nashville, yeah. since they're close to us. Yeah, yeah. the Predators. Yeah. Yes, I think yes. they have a big following. They I, do. I, I've got people that you know that I know that go to the games. I mean, Tampa's I mean, been who, the one. Who else? Really what other cities? Fantastic. What other cities have a team? Tampa's. Tampa's close. got one. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and if, Pelham. And, and, if you, well, I was, <laughs> well, no, was going to say the Birmingham Bulls at Pelham, they're selling that arena. I heard uh, it's yeah. it's a packed crowd. Not, so not that big of an arena, but no, but no yeah, it's not. But I'm just saying. I mean, not the BJC. Why you have to add that in? Yeah, arena's a bit of a stretch. Oh, the Pelham City. You remember years ago when yeah. they played at the BJCC? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Did you know they had a good crowd? Yeah. Grab Bob and I did a lot did of promotion. Did you mention the Thrashers? Mm, Atlanta. No, Atlanta. Atlanta has no, have not. Yeah. Keep what is it about, about me that I can't be for Atlanta teams? Oh, that's why I didn't bring I know, it up originally because I thought that's but what why? you were going to go. It's the parking. You're a quirky You don't like the parking. Is that what it is? Yes. I should be up for all Atlanta teams, but I like the Braves, and that's it. Yeah. Braves? I, I kind of like Bray. Yeah. Well, but, we grew but, up with a Bray. Yeah. So that was, well, that they was put they put me through so much misery, though, I, I couldn't even enjoy their good years. It's almost just so yeah. unbelievable that they are good now I know, after what is. we grew up yeah. with. Is it weird to y'all that, and I might be reading this wrong, but they like the Stanley Cup finals, that happens during J- the month of June? Am I right about so that? So you don't know much about hockey go. either, do you? No, I don't know. This is where we need Chris Wood. I don't know anything no, about hockey. Don't y'all think we, we should? Think. Don't but, y'all think we should? It sh- but shouldn't it happen during the winter time? I feel like the, it should be like frigid, cold January Stanley Cup. Let's do this. Call yeah. your brother Chris I, and ask him. I think okay. that I think they play a lot of the season because they're playing now during the winter. But you're right; it goes on and on. It goes to yeah. It looks like it's mid June is when the finals happen. Yeah, that just feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. All right, let me write this down. I've got some things I'm doing in 2023. Give but hockey a little I've more. got you a Become connection hockey fan. for uh, the Predators. I, well, I'm disappointed yeah, more didn't a lot take of up there. with yeah. that, that connection because the offer's think, been there. Let yeah, me ask has, you this. Yeah. You, hand the trainer break. your tooth and get back on the ice. <laughs> you got to love that. I've got a connection with the Birmingham Bulls. That's football used to be. Yeah. i got a connection with the Birmingham Bulls, Bulls if you guys want. Right. Yeah. Do, you, uh, do you feel like hockey has – and stay with me here. Some soccer similarities in oh, that you no. you have a net yeah. and no, you're trying to no, score no, in the no, net. No, y'all hear him out. He's no, not that. talking about the violence. He's yeah. talking about the offsides and the offsides of the well, net. Well, at least it's out of bounds. You, you at least no out of bounds. You have a net on either end. Yeah. You score by throwing in the net. You have a yeah. goalie on yeah. each side. I mean, yeah. there's one's on ice, one's on grass. Offsides, you know, goalie, net. But the violence is so superior. And you're using a stick. And you have to hit people with that stick. We just knock somebody's tooth out with a stick. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I, I think I think a player would be in a neck brace being carried off if that yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, we we just we like I say the other sports we'd shut the whole thing down because somebody got hit in the mouth and their tooth coming out. <laughs> and then they have a body double showing up. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. The ongoing bizarreness that is. COVID-19 and variants and the pandemic and mask and 
Tom Hanks. I mean, now you just throw all this <laughs> stuff in there. Mr. Wilson. Yeah, whatever. All right, so Bubba, a couple of things coming out today involving all this, and these are things that are being reported by legitimate news sources, and probably good for you to take them and, and munch on them and put this into how you're trying to work out. Uh, just like somebody who emailed me in the, in the break. They said, Rick, does this mean that hockey is now a sport? You know what I said? Under review. Under review. Under review. Uh, that's the step I'm taking for 2023. It will now go under review. I will reconsider it. Uh, but now you reconsider it if it's your if it's your go to or if it's a sport. It's a sport because I've never acknowledged it right. as, a, as a true that, sport because of the ice ridiculous. skating. Because of the ice nah, skating. Nah. Hey, but, but that I'll, makes it even more of a sport. But yeah. now it's under review. Okay. Uh, so I will. I bring think it, I like where you're going. I will bring this. it back for reconsideration, around. Hounds. I'm going to reconsider it. I'm not. Well, a, I, but that's ridiculous. Right. Anyway. Well, I mean, almost borderline on. Hey, man, who are you to say? Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> I think we're on record for the NHL being a sport. <laughs> <laughs> not in my world. I asked if I consider a sport. So the uh, uh, so let's um, let's now go to this bizarro thing, Bubba. You give the first one. Where did the pandemic come from? Uh-oh. Something you know, and back to common sense, like Ham's telling me about hockey. <laughs> You know, the fact that the word virus is on the sign, I go back to that statement again, out of Wuhan, we have an update. Rick, this is uh, a story that is uh, being published in several publications today. Dailymail.com is the one we're looking at. It says, was COVID caused by a lab leak after all? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Bombshell government report says NIH failed to keep tabs on Wuhan research site what? where U.S. taxpayer-funded grants were used for coronavirus experiment years before pandemic. The report is by the U.S. Office of Inspector General, okay? Not Fox News, not Newsmax, none of that. Mm. This is the U.S. Office of Inspector General who has documented a catalog of NIH errors. That's the National Institute of Health. Looked at, they looked at three taxpayer-funded grants given to the notorious EcoHealth Alliance, EcoHealth-funded coronavirus research in Wuhan and feared to have caused the corona outbreak. Now, who was reporting that, Bubba? That is the Inspector General. So it's not InfoWars. It's not InfoWars. Right. Okay. All right. The NIH was blasted today by an official watchdog for failing to keep tabs on U.S.-sponsored virus experiments in China, which are feared to have caused the COVID crisis. A report by the Inspector General found that the country's medical research agency did not properly review if the test in Wuhan involved dangerous pathogens and and pandemic potential. The federal audit looked at three taxpayer-funded research grants awarded to the now notorious EcoHealth Alliance, and, and all of this was between 2014 and 2020. 21. Now you can go into it. It's a deep dive and they, they lay out all this stuff. But the, the, you know, the first time we heard about that, uh, this was at the so-called wet market and it is less than eight miles from the Wuhan Institute of Biology. Is it virology? Is that how we say it, Adler? Virology. 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 It's virus and ology put together. So I just want to, I just want to get this right. C student from Calhoun County. Not virusology, Greg. So we had a worldwide <laughs> pandemic come out of a place called Wuhan, where the Institute for Virology Virology is there. Virus is on the sign. Back to what John Stewart said, it's on the sign, <laughs> and it came from there. But let me add another antidote. 
Before that, we had some of the people that China finally allowed to come in and give a look at it, and they came back and said, this doesn't look secure. Yes, it was it was looked at years ahead of time. Right. And, Rick, the, the story goes on. So we had concerns on. about the security of these viruses that were the gain of function was going on. Where at, Rick? At, at, at the institute, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay. okay Virus is on the sign. Eight miles from where we said it came out of the wet market, but it didn't come from there. It, ne- it never came from there. Right. And we had inspectors that came back and said, concerned about how secure this place is. Not secure as it needs to be. But it didn't come from there. No way. And then as we said, the emperor, I know they don't call him an emperor anymore, but he still is. So she, or Xi, or however you say his name, he walks around the wet market with some mask you could get at Walgreens on. So... Are we surprised by this report? I mean, that, well, Rick, that's, we've been saying this all along. Now, I know you we, weren't allowed to say it. We had people tipping us off on this before the pandemic ever really kicked in, that this was exactly what went on. Now, they go on to say in the story, while the lab leak theory was initially dismissed as conspiracy and xenophobic, and know. not only that, you couldn't bring it up. You were taken off social media. Remember, it was mm-hmm. it, you were censored. We can't help a, where it was built. A growing number of scientists have come around to the idea that the virus may have actually escaped during an accident at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Right. <laughs> no, Tough right. word. It it is. Is. Look, I'm never going to get it right. I'm right. going to run through it the best I can. Also, and we are up against the break, I don't know that I need to unpack it anymore, but another headline today, you know, the latest, we have, uh, we have the United States has paid $5 billion for updated vaccines. You know what the CDC is saying about the latest one? It won't protect you. Project Veritas, uh, oh, along yeah. these lines, they've also busted wide open Pfizer's gain-of-function yeah. research program. Yeah. Pfizer's own program. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll touch on a little more of that when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Bubba hit the biggie on the way to the break that now those of you that were called crazies and conspiracy theorists and all this, even though there was some basic logic that went with where this pandemic started and how it started, now people are coming along now and legitimizing what your concerns were from the very beginning that possibly this Center for Virology could probably be at the center of it since it is a virus, and that's what they do there. And we had inspectors saying they didn't think it was all that secure. Um, you got to kind of probably, of course, immediately, uh, as uh, the progressives always do, xenophobia, <laughs> xenophobia. Hey, we we can't help that it's in China. This has nothing to do with Chinese people. <laughs> it's where it is. It's this thing that has virus on the sign, right? <laughs> that, that that plays around with viruses, and this is where it all started. Xenophobia. It's a bat. They eat bats. And if you don't like that, you're xenophobic. So, you know, it's it, crazies. So now we're realizing, no, crazy is to not even consider that as a possibility. That's actually crazy. Uh, and, and so and now this ongoing uh, gain of function, now Pfizer, we, Adler, you were telling us about that. Oh, now, yeah. now we got, we got to uh, Veritas is saying, hey, Yes, they, um, they we were, got that video, right? Yeah. We do. Um, mm-hmm. Project Veritas, we've seen several of their undercover stories, and it always seems to be they get somebody to think they're on a date, and they get a couple <laughs> They get a couple in them, a couple you, drinks in them. Oh, so it's like The Bachelor. 
Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay, all right, I got you. Right. And, Eric Swalwell, and we've seen that. Have over another and over. glass of wine, ladies, and somebody get that mic on. <laughs> right. Roll the camera. And so uh, this has happened again. Uh, you're going to hear Jordan Tristan Walker. He's a Pfizer director of research and development, strategic operations, and mRNA san- uh, scientific planning. He works at Pfizer, and he's going to talk about how um, gain of function research is happening at Pfizer. And gain of function research likely started the virus in Wuhan. Oh my goodness. Okay. <clears throat> Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You have public show tell you. You have public show tell you. We're exploring, like, no. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can effectively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. It would be, like, very control to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something crazy. It's the way that the virus started and moving on. To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. Yep. <laughs> we, we've said that. Yeah. Mm. Makes no sense that it just popped out of nowhere. Well, you know. I mean, you know like, get a couple of drinks into him, and here he goes. I'm glad to <laughs> see the man with all the degrees and titles agrees with Rick and Bubba. Yes, yeah. yes. Wow. Guys. It's, it's that's sh- extremely disturbing. Uh, it's on but, so many but levels. Not and, and again, yeah. Project Veritas has shocker. uncovered so much, and the mainstream media labels them as wackos, and and so no one covers their story. Uh, and and I hope that Twitter doesn't block something like this. I don't think that they would, but most most Twitter. most won't see this. How did what our just happen? How yes. did our archive fare yesterday? We were fine. Okay. Yesterday okay. was okay. Uh, let me go back to this again. So, so Rick, think about this too though. Let's remember the bigger picture here. Mm-hmm. This type of gain of function research, the argument can be made that it needs to be done, okay? To predict where we're going Got to no have problem these, with that. But it's so dangerous to do so. And it doesn't matter how many guidelines you have. It always uh, somebody always tracks something out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But remember, we used to do this research in the U.S. It was banned. That's why it was sent overseas to China to begin with. Now we have other companies who are doing very similar research in the U.S., but they've kind of changed the name of it so they're not hung under the uh, you know the same uh, same guidelines that you are for doing uh, you know gain of function. Well, it's becoming more and more evident that really our common sense logic that we all at one time had. And then when you talk to the, what happened is at the beginning, it, I, I, I tell people this example all the time. You know, when you have people that have lied so much, sometimes their ability to stick with a lie makes you start doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Even when you can see clearly that this can't be true, right. if they stick to it, and then, of course, like they love to do, then demonize you for, for, for having another point of view, and suddenly you can be canceled for not agreeing with them. You start thinking, well, maybe, maybe I am wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm. It, it's almost like trying to talk to Hunter Biden. You know, <laughs> you think to yourself, we have all this evidence against you, and he just keeps sticking with the story. And suddenly and, you're and, like, well, maybe we don't. And yeah. see, I this, mean, it's like uh, this is my gripe, and I think Rand Paul's gripe with uh, Fauci. Fauci knew this. It was his group that gave the money to the lab. And when all this came out and they had traced it to the general area of the wet market, and like we said, the lab was eight miles from there, he should have come forward immediately and said, we don't know where this came from. 
It could have come from a wet market, but we also were doing gain-of-function research mm-hmm. eight miles away. Mm-hmm. There could have been a leak in a lab that when we inspected that lab several years ago, we found their safety precautions to be deficient. Right. Why didn't you just say that? I don't know why we couldn't have that Instead, he acted like it didn't exist. And then when Rand Paul got the information, questioned him on it, he still denied it. Right. Still, no, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. You gave the grants to a company who gave it to Wuhan. That was your cover. You had a middleman. You had a bag man to cover you. Just come clean about it. If you did nothing wrong, you have nothing to hide. But you were hiding the details because you didn't want to be questioned about it. And how and much, it made you look guilty. And how much And it slowed down our response. That's what I was gonna say. And how that much, was even more deadly. Thank you. We wasted vaccines on people that were not so, at high risk. That we, we did all kinds of things that we, we shouldn't have done. We would have known now. See, now we're playing catch up, which is why this other story that I'm giving you today. And it, it's not political. This is not a Trump Biden, well, not when, a Republican Democrat. Not, this is science. This mm-hmm. is facts that we had a pandemic that was killing people. And the best way to attack it, to treat it, is to know how it started. Right. Because mm-hmm. that way we have a plan. But go, it became political. It became political. And that's what happened. And Fauci, and you know, we have some people that still think Fauci hung the moon. Well, Let fine. me tell you, Fauci is 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 culpable in this and at the very least uh, made a bad decision. He may have broken the law and may need to be prosecuted because of it. He should have come clean about this. He hit it because he was CYA in himself, and it costs lives. He's a, dir- he's a dirty little Fauci. He, he's dirty. He's, he's a, dirty he, in this. He's a dirty and he little Fauci. He was protecting his patents. Dirty Fauci. And this is not, it doesn't mean you're pro-Trump if you think that. It doesn't mean you're anti-Biden or pro-Biden. This is just the facts of a guy who was handing out money through our tax dollars, by the way, guys. We all paid for this. Mm-hmm. NIH, okay, through a third party over to the Wuhan lab to do dangerous experiments, so dangerous they had been banned in the United States. But guess what? If you create a worldwide pandemic, it'll cross the ocean. Mm-hmm. There, there is no boundary. There is no fence. There is no defense against it. It's coming to get you. And that's exactly what happened. This thing, and we knew early on, was six steps, at least six steps ahead of the natural progression of where that virus should have been. Somebody moved it ahead artificially. Only way it could have got here. It did not get that way in a bat sandwich at a wet market. And to that, <laughs> I mean, and to that point, and, Come I'll, on. and I'll repeat it again. Then this I is, love y'all. I'm just telling you the truth. This is from the CDC. Majority, <laughs> majority of Americans vaccinated with the B-I-V-A-L-N-T, that's one of the latest boosters, I don't know how you say that, COVID shot, are not protected against falling ill. CDC has a new report on the XBB.1.5 variant. Despite, back to Bubba's point about being your money, the U.S. paying $5 billion for updated vaccines, the CDC says over half the people that we gave this to caught it anyway. And now they're changing their tune, which is what we were saying in the beginning. Suddenly we were told this would stop and all these things would stop you from getting ill. Their whole presentation has changed now. Now, we never said that. It'll just keep you from getting real sick. Now, of course, I can't prove that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like a flu shot. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, just know that this latest, the CDC has looked at it, and over half the people they gave it to caught the variant anyway.
five billion dollars. Guys, we we got to do a better job. We got to do we got to do a better job and move beyond beyond politics on this. We well, there is science out there, and it takes time. That's the problem. Yep. Fourteen minutes to the top. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Bubba, here's a, a. You remember we were talking about, and people were calling in asking us, are there things you can do to try to enjoy some of these movies that have a good story or good actors in it? But I just don't want the yuck fest, and I don't want all the garbage. And you know, we talked about the, some of the filtering systems that are available. But uh, Adler has a video that says that AI uh, can also be maybe a tool to to change. And, and we have some examples of how it works. Is that what it is? Yes, exactly. So uh, in 2022, a low-ish budget movie called Fall uh, was coming to theaters. Um, and during the filming of it, the actress uh, tended to use more cuss words than probably they should have. So in the editing room, they're trying to get the cuss words down so they can get to a PG-13 rating. Right. So that Lionsgate can make more money on this on this film. They didn't have the budget to reshoot things. They didn't have the time to reshoot things either. So they hired this company that has an AI uh, program that can kind of analyze the actress's face and completely change the tape. Wow. Completely change what happens on film. And uh, and now they're using this to not only get rid of cuss words, they're using it to change the entire language of it. So this clip does have a bleeped cuss word in it but then you're going to hear the other versions of it so so we're going to see it in action yes you're going to see it in action so this is the original now we're stuck on this stupid tower in the middle of nowhere and And now i don't blame you and now we're stuck on this stupid and so then it just totally removed the dialogue and it just looks like she's struggling for words it scans her face, wow. uses that model Changes her face. to totally just, now Now it just looks like she's struggling for words. Huh. So that's one example. Here it is just totally changing the word. Stuck on this stupid freaking tower in the middle of freaking nowhere. And it's all my fault. So that was Japanese and then Spanish. <laughs> wow. So it actually oh, changes, Spanish. It changes their face to actually... <laughs> I coincide with that language. That's the part because yeah. before, you know, they you'd yeah. be speaking their own language, you'd have to do subtitles, and our people would just be doing their language. It didn't fit the face. Now it looks like they can actually speak the language. Wow. Uh, let me ask you this: What is the name of this movie? Fall. Have you seen it, Rick? The no, previews. I haven't. These girls are stuck on top of a tower stupid. and can't get down. Stupid tower. And stuck on this stupid freaking tower in the middle of freaking nowhere and rick wow. it, is, it is one of the and one of those deep fears because yeah, i used to climb towers of getting up there and can't get back it's down and I, well when i saw this i thought that is awful no, that no. is a deep no. fear you oh know? yeah so they go up on the tower to spread uh this woman's uh, late husband's ashes and then like the ladder breaks and then they're stuck on top of the tower. Wow. so down. that's the and story it's, hey it's up there you all see it. It's She's really intense about it. Well, can't somebody come yeah. get you in a I helicopter or something? Or do you have a cell they, phone? I guess they, they, they drop their, phone their phones and purses. Sure, and of course. Right. Sure, sure. Well, I'm just going to say. Right. I mean, that is. Probably can't find it. No. It's a movie, Rick. But what you if know, it was a movie they called and they picked them up? And that's you're up there, <laughs> and, you know, it, uh, being on top of a tower, there's some movement in that. And, uh, oh, yeah. 
And then you have to deal with weather issues, the wind that you don't have to deal with yeah. on the ground. It's, it's a scary deal. So we have another. Yeah. Would video. you rather be stuck up on heights or like floating in the ocean? Heights, heights all day long. All day, long. I ain't all day out long. Yeah, I don't want to so be I'm out there. I'm stuck on a you, tower you like could, that. You could floating in the ocean. You I don't could have fall. I can step on that tower. You could fall <laughs> off the tower, and there's certainly some weather issues. But there are no such thing as uh, tower sharks. No. And the way people who have flowed out there for a long time, what they have to go through, it just looks mm. awful. I, I did just, read I that physically trying. I did read that the the women that are stuck on top of this tower in the movie, they do have to deal with a vulture attack. So there's that. Or are you? Am I? In a I'm boat not speed? messing around. Oh, I, I thought you were kidding. I'm around. not messing like around. Like a nest is up there or something. I don't know. It does uh, seem like a it, kind of a weak is it, movie. Is it possible to see the trailer for this? Um, I'll I'll try. Bubba. Well, I'm just saying, can we see the trailer? We got one minute. Ain't no freaking way. Well, we'll we'll try to find it. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> maybe look at it. After, right. after I'll just put it on the 10. TV behind you guys if y'all want to like, talk about it or yeah. something. Hey, okay. Uh, right. Let's see. Advertisement, advertisement, advertisement. Okay, there we go. All right, oh, so there's a big amount. So these girls are climbers. They're like rock climbers. Well, that's not a tower. <laughs> oh, this is with a husband dying, I bet. Okay, yeah, there you go. What got uh, it? Okay. Oh, it looks His like a bird. Grip, grip what, slipped or something? What came something out of there? Down and startled what came out of there? I don't like stuff like this. I yeah, I'd be I a nervous know. wreck. So she's got her remains. She wants to take the remains at the top. There's Negan. Yeah. Oh, that is Negan. It is. Who's Negan? Don't give him a baseball Walking bat. Dead. Don't Walking give him a baseball bat, I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they're going to climb this 2,000-foot tower. It's a TV it tower. Oh, oh that was not wise. It's very rusty looking. I wish you'd put it in Spanish. Let's do it. Let's climb your stupid tower. And I don't know if this is a clean trailer, so I'm going to leave it at that. It's a little suggestive there, wasn't it? What about when you're the, when you're the people that that's saying, let's go up there, and, and now you get everybody stuck? Yeah, that ain't good. That's not good at all. That's the, uh, not good. Yeah, I, I don't, but I... I Look how rusty it is. What are they thinking? We shouldn't be on that rusty tower. How much you climb that tower, Greg? How much? Oh, I climb it. How much? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. He's done it. He climbed it a minute. All right, if you're leaving, hey, if you don't have the live show today, find a way to at least get the archive uh, later today because we're talking to Tim Tebow next. uh, Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Adler all make up Team Rick and Bubba, and we welcome back Bill Bubba Bus. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, Remember, yeah. we only ask for five hours each and every day. Doesn't seem That's like it's too much. All to get. we need, uh, Bubba. We are excited to, to bring back a new friend, uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, Tebow, welcome back to Rick Tim. and Bubba. Let's go, Tim. <laughs> I can't believe that y'all actually are having me back. It's just honestly, it's special. It's humbling. But I just didn't really expect it. So, well, you know, it's just good to see the whole crew back well, together. If you think it's shocking that we wanted you back, not near as shocking as you agreed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're more shocked. <laughs> so you got a lot going on. And, uh, let, let, and I, hey, a nice logo behind it. Yeah, that looks huh? really good, yeah. man. You're doing really good. We're all learning how to do all this new stuff now, aren't we? Hey, first of all, calm down. I, I see the Rick and Bubba everywhere. So y'all have 19 of them behind you guys right now. I can literally count seven different Rick marketing. and Bubba signs. It's marketing, Tim. You know this. All right, so on Tuesday, March the 14th at the Wright Center, which is a great room uh, at Sanford University, uh, they're hosting uh, an evening with Tim Tebow, and, and you're going to be sharing insights from the book Mission Impossible because this is their author series. And and uh, so l- let's talk about that for 
for a minute. Obviously, they can come and 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 hear, and and you'll be walking through that. But for the rest of the country that may not be able to get there, this book, Mission Impossible, tell us what was the inspiration behind it. What do you what do you hope uh, that it accomplishes? Well, actually, it's it's called Mission Possible. I'm sorry, um, Mission. <laughs> no, 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 no problem. Rick, at all. I started I think to say, I think place that... to start because <laughs> I, I I I named it that for a reason because I believe every single one of us we have been given a mission. You know, mission just means a task or a job someone has been given to do. Some people could call it purpose. Some people uh, could say it's a calling. I love using the word mission because it feels active, and I think we need to be active in our calling, in our purpose, and possible just means to be able. And we we need to be reminded that we are able to live out our purpose, live out our calling, live out our mission every single day. And really, Mission Possible is all about understanding your your mission, your calling, about living it out, about finding your, your mission, about pursuing your passions and your purposes, and then ultimately, with that, going to create a life that counts. And I think Right now, with everything that is being thrown yeah. at young people, yeah. you know, purpose falls really low on the list and purpose should be really high on the list. Why were you created? What are you created to, to do and how can you go live that out? And so I'm super excited about this author series, about being able to raise funds for young people and scholarships, but then also be able to share about that we all have a mission that is possible, that we get the chance to go live it out, that we're all one of one, created in love, by love, and for love, and there's a unique plan and purpose for our life to be able to go out the mission that God has set for us before we are ever born for us to go live out, and it's not just about us, it's also about the lives that we get to impact in the process, and so that's why I'm excited about sharing it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mission Impossible is a book I'm writing about Bubba and I losing weight and keeping it off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you know uh, when, when, you, when you said that, I thought... I think that title's been used. Yeah, already. it has. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but you said something really important. I, I and and I had someone even say to me here in the last uh, year. They said, you know, you guys just finished twenty nine years of doing the show. You know, do you still love it as much as you did in the beginning? And what you said, Tim, is exactly right. I said I actually think I love it more because I finally, through my sanctification uh, and growing spiritually and getting a little older and a little wiser, I said, I wish I would have figured this out sooner, to your point of the book, to, to these young people. I said, there's nothing quite as peaceful as understanding why you're here and what you've been called to do. I understand why I do this now, which is why I enjoy it more. Absolutely. And I think when you find your, your purpose, then you also have passion in it and you will love it more and more. And that doesn't always mean it'll be easy. And it doesn't mean that you will even always like pieces of it because sometimes life can be really hard, yeah. but you can find joy and fulfillment even in the midst of it. And that's why I think, you know, um, it's worth us pursuing our purpose, pursuing our mission, rather than just sometimes pursuing comfort and feel and ease and I do feel like that is something that is thrown out all the time to young people is, you know, pursue comfort, pursue your feelings. And I say, no, no, pursue your calling, pursue your passion, because if you want to be fulfilled, then you're going to go after that. If you want ease, then, you know, and you want, you know, comfort. But this is this book. I, I try to challenge people is one challenge the mindset two challenge in, with encouragement of 
of let's live by our convictions over our emotions because our emotions are going to tell you, you listen, as an athlete, you don't want to get up and train at five, six in the morning. You don't want to have two a days. You don't feel like it. But what do you do? You know that you want to be the best that you can be. You know that you want to have a chance to win a championship or get a scholarship or go to the next level. So you choose your convictions in that moment to get up and train and blood, sweat and tears to play hurt, to play dirty, to play broken. And you do that not because you feel like it. You do that because you live by your convictions. Well, in the same way, why don't we do that in life? Because that's way more important than a game will ever be of, you know what? Hey, I I don't have time to get in God's word. I don't have time to help other people because my job, I don't have time to go serve. I don't have time to be a part of our church. I don't have time to, well, why? Like if there's anything that we're going to live by our convictions, it is, it's, it's in, you know, knowing and loving Jesus and helping people. And let's, Let's work together and encourage one another to sometimes put our feelings to the side so we can live with our convictions in our purpose and our calling and in our living out our passions that God has given us for the kingdom and for other people. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody I say amen. I wish Tim would get him a cup of coffee and Good get woke night. up. You know, yeah. <laughs> he fired up. But but he, you're right. It, it, I mean, I, I you know we do a lot of men's ministry, and, and as you know, Tim, and you do too. And you know when when just and I say this about myself because I got to start with with us first. And as you said, when I get up every day and, and I'm praying, I pray against the the biggest enemy I've got, and that's myself. Yeah. Uh, I you know and and so because there's so many things that self says we don't want to do that today, man. That's you know, right. and and you hit on that which I love. It can't be emotional. It's got to be conviction. And myself's got a big voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. one of the things is, and it's so true. I will go as far as to say, Tim, and I know that you you cover this a little bit in the book. I'll go as far as to say we already are experts, and we already do devote time and energy to the things we really love. I think there's I, I think there's some things we claim to love, but if you watched our actions, you couldn't really solidify that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if it, it, and men have come to me and said, "How can I know Scripture more? How how can I be more mature in my faith?" And I said. I was a spiritual infant for far too long. And I said, you know when it changed? When I realized I would apply the same principles to my pursuit of biblical knowledge that I applied to everything else I became an expert on. It's not that we don't have the ability to learn. It's just the things that we're knowledgeable about are the things we put the time and the effort into it. So if I really cared about that, I would have the same approach to it. And magically, or not the word magically, but truthfully, you end up being an expert on that, just like you're an expert on deer hunting, you're an expert on football, you're an expert on golf, you're an expert on your hobby, expert on your career. How did you become an expert on those things? Well, just take those same principles and apply it to your spiritual life. Absolutely. And I would say for me, um, you know, one big conviction for me is that I have spent more time, energy, effort um, on trying to win games in my life, trying to win championships in my life than I have probably to um, help hurting people, probably than to share the Great Commission. And I don't want to say that at the end of my life. And that's why every day when I wake up, I want to more and more um, run after what God has called me to do. And that's for fight to fight for people that can't fight for themselves, to help the abused, the thrown away, the raped, the forgotten, the beaten, those that are being trafficked all around the world, and those that are being forgotten, thrown away. Like, I hope at the end of my life, I can't say that the biggest things that I sacrificed for was a game. I want to be able to say, and hopefully one day, maybe I can honestly say it, that I've spent more time, energy, effort, focus, and endurance in trying to, um, you know, 
fight and stand for the cause of Christ than I did for a game. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll come back. If you want to get tickets to this, we've got it in show notes there at rickandbubba.com, but you can go to tickets.samford.edu. It'll be March 14th, 7 p.m. at the Wright Center. Be in the room. Here, here, Tim, as part of this author, author series, talk about Mission Possible. He might throw you a pass. You, might, never, know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, uh, and, and uh, you can be there and, uh, and hear this in greater detail. we got something else we'll tell you about next. Rick and Bubba. Tim Tebow, uh, kind enough to take time to hang out with us today. So we, we've talked about the March 14th. We talked about the new book, Mission Possible, uh, and uh, define your mission, pursue your purpose, create a life that counts. Loved all that, fired up and ready. But now let's talk about the Tim Tebow Foundation because you, you mentioned that at the end of your life you wanted to be more than trying to win ball games. Well, this is certainly a place where you have applied that truth to your life using your name. Uh, to do so many um, things for people that you know uh, that are out there, they're 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 wonderful human beings, and uh, and they maybe need a little help in their life, like you know we all do to some degree. It's a night to shine uh, celebration, twenty twenty three, with the Tim Tebow Foundation, and Tim, because of modern technology, and we've learned so much how to use it, people can actually attend virtually or find a location near them. Uh, to be part of a Night to Shine, really, no matter where they are, right? Yeah, so Night to Shine is one of our 16 initiatives, and it's actually how me and my wife met. And uh, Night to Shine, what it is, it's a worldwide prom for people with special needs. And we're so fortunate um, that God has opened so many doors, and it's uh, around the country. And this year, uh, it'll be in 46 countries, over 600 locations. And then also those that won't be able to get to a location can also watch and be a part of it virtually because we want every single uh, man, woman, boy, or girl to know that they're a love, know that they have great value, know that they have, they're have they a VIP. That means very important. And why every single Night to Shine has red carpets is because in our society, red carpet signifies VIP. And we want every single one of them to know that. And over 100,000 kings and queens that will be at Night to Shine, every one of them will be crowned as the king or the queen of the prom. And we tell them that's because that's how much we love them, but more importantly than that, that's how much God loves them. That's how God sees them every single day of their life. So um, if your viewers want to be a part of it, sign up, go be a part of the one in your local area, cheer on the red carpet. I promise it'll do more for you than you're going to do for them. And we want um, you to be a part of it to help every single king and queen, but it's going to also impact your life. And if you want to Bring someone that, you know, you're you're hoping to be able to open doors to talk to. Oh, my gosh. It's an incredible way to be able to serve with them, to be a buddy, to cheer on a red carpet, to crown, to do uh, hair and makeup, to be able to shine shoes. That's that's one of my job at most of them is I'm just down there shining the shoes. And I've gotten a lot better throughout the years <laughs> okay. at shining shoes. So it's an incredible <laughs> night where. Um, we're just so grateful. God has let it um, go throughout the world, and um, and we just can't wait for February 10th. February 10th will be the date. That's my anniversary, so I won't forget that. I will have been married 27 years. It's a good place to go on a date. There All you right? go. Perfect. Great place to go on a date. Perfect. I love that. And, so, Tim, you've been married, what, three going on four years now? Uh, three three years. Our um, anniversary was on the 20th, so we just celebrated three years we do you have any big life lessons you've uh, learned so far being a husband i think some of the best ones i've learned is that um even though she's my wife she's still my girlfriend and we want to keep dating every week every day so uh now Good advice. yeah i know that you of course um 
spend a lot of time working, and, and she does too. But how how are y'all balancing time together? But it's sometimes, you know, my I remember during the pandemic, my wife said to me, "You know, I miss missing you." Uh, and uh, so, so, uh, so how, how do y'all? Or the classic, isn't it time you get a hobby? <laughs> right. Yeah, so, so how all uh, that? Well, I, I think um, we both stay very busy, but I think one of the things that is really special is that we we have uh, very similar purposes, and um, we don't actually have a lot in common, but we have a lot in purpose. And we will leave in, in, you know, just a couple of days to head overseas um, for several weeks to be able to serve together. We'll be in in our safe homes. We'll be at uh, um, our hospitals. We'll be ministering and visiting and, and sharing the gospel and loving people. And I'll tell you what, it's hard to fall more in love with someone than when you see them with kids wrapped oh, all so over true. them and the way that that she loves and cares for people, um, especially those that can't do anything for her. Listen, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that wanted to come up and talk with her when she was Miss Universe, but she treats every single kid the exact same of when she was meeting with any form of princess or, you know, um, dignitary. And I mean, it's just one of the things I, I, I love about her. And so having those things in purpose, I think, is the one of the most special things that we have. Tim, I, I know that you have some animals, you have some pets. Uh, one of the things we always run into, and Rick loves to talk about this, when we're getting ready to go somewhere, what about the dogs? Yeah, what about the <laughs> dogs? What about the dogs? Well, that, how, how do you guys handle all that? Because you do travel a lot. We do travel a lot. Well, a good thing is, is they have a whole bunch of ants that love them like crazy <laughs> and, and friends of ours that um, that love them like crazy and will stay at our house with them. And so they don't have to change their routine. Um, everybody else changes. Okay. That's how much we love our dogs and we, we spoil them like crazy. And, um, yes, that's, we miss them when so much when we're gone, but, um, we do love them like crazy and, and we spoil them so much. You, you know, the thing about a dog and I've always appreciated this, you can go out of the room and walk back in, or you can be gone for a week. They greet you the same way. Like they haven't seen you in a hundred years. You know, they're just so yeah, glad to see you. Absolutely. That's actually how I feel every time I get to see you guys. <laughs> Tim, we don't have... Just not with as much slobber, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have but about... A, uh, uh, a, it depends a, how hungry I am. Right. <laughs> we don't have a ton of time left, but about a minute and a half. On the, the least important thing we've talked about today, college football, and, and that, that's where it should be. We enjoy it, but it's not as important as, as the things we just talked about. But what about the state of college football? You're still working a lot there, obviously. Uh, are we in a good place right now as far as football? Are there some things that concern you? I think there's a lot of great things. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of buzz. I think there's a lot of excitement for the 12-team college football playoff. That's something exciting. I think the home and homes with that are going to be awesome. I think there's a lot of great games and, uh, and it's, you know, that people are excited about to start next year. You know, I thought y'all were going to talk about, uh, you know, not our three puppies, but I thought when y'all brought up dogs, y'all were going to be talking about the Georgia Bulldogs hey, and their wow. dominance over the last couple wow. of years. And that's where I thought you were going with it. Kirby learned um, well, didn't he? have been dominant. So <laughs> I still think college football is in a, in a great place because it's something that so many people love. I do think there's some things that are in, in flux that, you know, are, are going to take a, a lot of work to continue to just smooth out a little bit. But Man, there's so many people that love it and are die hard about it, and and I just I hope it, it keeps the same passion that it's had, and and I believe it will. 
Tim, thanks for being with us. Uh, two things. March 14th, uh, Wright Center, Sanford University, an evening with Tim Tebow as he talks about his new book, Mission Possible. And then February the 10th, a night to shine celebration 2023. And you can participate from anywhere in the world by going to Tim Tebow foundation.org for the tickets to, to Sanford tickets.sanford.edu or go to both of these simply by going to rickandbubba.com and looking at show notes. Tim Tebow, thanks for taking time to be thanks, with us. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for what you stand for and, and making people laugh and have a lot of fun, but also pointing them to, to the truth. Appreciate it, guys. Thank God you, bless man. you guys. Thank you, brother. We'll be right back. Bottom of the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Let's go to Deborah in Alabama. Deborah, go ahead. Yes, I want to know what's going on in our skies. Is it modified weather? Is it natural? Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson said it himself. He who owns the weather owns the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I can I back up here? Are we in a troll? I forget. Yes, we are. Okay. If you want to spend you... a time out here, you can. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead throughout and do our, that. Throughout and, our uh, years, anytime a caller's uh, question is, what's going on with the sky? We can, yeah, we, we Deborah, can, we can, can put you, the brakes on. Can I go back to that question? What What are you referring to? Well, what about the uh, modified weather? You know, the weather patterns, the uh, what they call chemtrails. Well, uh, chemtrails. I saw are, that coming. I saw are, that train. Are mostly steam. What about cloud from, cover, cloud cover, cloud cover. Well, oh we we have cloud cover all that the time. That's yeah, part we of never weather. Have sunny days anymore? Why don't we have sunny days anymore? Uh, well, we, we, had a, we, we do. Have a few. Y'all have a stop in your mouth too. Hey, Deborah. I mean, Deborah, I have to tell you this: you don't have as have many sunny days. Look, uh, hey, Deborah, your ears not working. I'm hey, talking. Deborah, can I? My ask, turn. Can I ask well, you this, Deborah? You ask a question. I'm trying to give you an answer for it. Deborah, are you in a place that you get phone privileges? <laughs> Rick. <laughs> she hung up. Okay. Uh, you don't have as many sunny days in January. Does anybody know that Sun's you have the right phone? Uh, the sun was out. We had some it's beautiful right you cobalt right now? blue days just uh, in the last Yesterday couple weeks. Yesterday afternoon. I like now, how you went and looked, after, after, yeah. According yeah, to David Muir on the news, I mean, there's people in his path. Yeah. Every night I hear about this storm. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in the path. Well, mm-hmm. I know this Millions is, in you know, his path. Well, yeah, so it's a, it's a the, weather the, front. Yeah, we have we have 300-plus, maybe 350 million that live in the United States and North America, <laughs> and we're in the middle of the winter season, mm-hmm. and that means it's going to rain probably every two to three days. It's going to be cloudy, limited number of Snow sunny days. Snowing up north. But trust me, uh, we're going to get to May, June. We'll have all the sun we want. Look out there right now. It's yeah. The sun is shining. Yeah. Yeah. Chemtrails are <laughs> mostly steam from jet engines. They're not oh, actually not chemicals. chemicals. Oh, here we go. Uh-huh. Here we go. I'm sorry it is. Yeah, here we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, look, there's enough things to worry about. Right. Uh, I don't know that anybody has learned nope. to modify the weather yet. Mm-hmm. If they have, they mm-hmm. would already be letting us know about it so they could make money on it. Yeah. We uh we and, can, and Bubba's not talking about like cloud seeding, which we know that they do. But yeah, that, I mean that's yeah. that's that's something that they have experimented with. They've had limited success with it, but it's it's not something that we do every day because it's not predictable enough. Right. 
Hmm. I guess it'd be a good transition to the Jane Fonda story. You know, too, we, yeah. we, we had we had this drought, remember, out west. You remember Lake Mead, how low it was mm-hmm. and all that? Mm-hmm. And now they're having record amounts of rain. Yeah. So it kind of all evens out. Well, if I can modify the weather, weather, I probably <laughs> noticed I didn't have enough water over there. <laughs> well, if I could modify the weather, I would have it 70 and sunny every day, See, except mm-hmm. maybe once a week. You want to take that sock out of your mouth like the rest of the people? <laughs> Is that what you said? I think I that's what you yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Bless your heart. Yeah. Bless your heart. Right. So, what about the skies? Phone privileges. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Bubba, I mentioned it uh, after Deborah uh, called us and said that uh, we are part of the conspiracy that is hiding from the world what's going on with the skies. Aha. Um, and anyway, uh, since we no longer have sunny days, uh, and we've uh, <laughs> we we wanted to talk to, we wanted to talk to her more, but either her phone privileges were were had run out, <laughs> or she hung up. I wasn't sure, well, but she didn't want to be traced, probably. Right. But anyway, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this movie Eighty for Brady. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. And it's got Lily Tomlin, loosely based on a true story. Rita, uh, is it Marino? How you Marino. Say yeah, from Mar- electric, from Mar- the electric. Hey, you guys. Yeah, and Sally Field. So, uh, and like all my life, I, all my life, I've called her Sally Fields. Uh, I added an S like Bub. I didn't know it was singular. Um, but anyway, um, Jane Fonda. This is giving Jane Fonda the microphone again. Oh Lord! Unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so I read uh, her thing. She's still squirrely, ain't she? Yes, she is. I thought I thought at one time that she was kind of drifting back to normal, but she's still way out there, isn't she? She's eighty five years old, and she was on the Kelly Clarkson show, which I bet that is full of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she blamed the climate crisis. First of all, she's acknowledging, I guess, there is one uh, that there is a you know because everything's a crisis. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah, like, everything like this this running thing that you and Greg have, Bubba. Because <laughs> y'all draft on a few things where y'all like watching the big three evening news just, just to hear them. Oh, every, just the opening monologue. Yeah, on every ABC, night, every, night, every night, it is a life and death disaster Breaking about news. to happen. We're, we're, we're dying every night. There's another crisis. <laughs> Millions in, in this in, You realize that if you a keep. winter storm in the middle of winter. <laughs> <laughs> Millions may experience winter weather in the winter. And there's 350 million in our country where it's winter. But yeah. but here we but here we come. Jane Fonda now 85. Blame the climate crisis. Wait for it. On racism. I don't get that. Uh, no, no, Hams. You're I got to tie that. You yeah, got to give me some info. I need, on I need that. her to walk that out a little Ooh, further. Right. right. Well, here's got, what she said. You can't just say stuff. No. Now, I don't know how she's tying this either, and this is one of Bubba's favorites. I hate to even bring this up <laughs> because Bubba's, you know, in the fun zone today. And yeah, I want, I've been in a good I want to keep all day, you don't there. you think? For me, here it comes. Oh, I dread this. I knew kolaches were out there. Oh. For me, it was learning about the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah, I remember Hanoi James. Stop it. I know I shouldn't have yeah, brought this yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And we when got, I re- got it for you, too, behind you. Know, you posing really. with anti-aircraft. Bubba's complexion Weapons. just changed. And when I really understood what that was about, I couldn't not do anything except to try to join the movement to stop it. I can't. What does she mean when she found out what it was about? I guess about being an activist. Uh, and she wants to be an activist and, and point. Was it about the communist regime trying to kill people and take over the whole country? Yeah. Did she follow You want that? to watch her say it, Rick? And, no. and no? we had okay. a, look, our defense posture <laughs> was to block 
the spread of communism in Korea, oh, in Vietnam, everywhere we could, in Germany. Right. And we I'm knew sorry. eventually that they would burn themselves Just out. Just say Kalachi. Kalachi. And settle. Kalachi. I, oh, I didn't know you. I thought you were talking about the Vietnam. We have her. We have her. her yeah. Yeah, we on, got on it. This. We got the clip on this. right here. Rick. Yes, sir. So mm-hmm. listen to what she's about to say. And I think it's the quote I was about to read. Listen, yeah, okay. Listen. Kelly's a Cowboys fan. She mm-hmm. is. Well, disappointed like everybody. <laughs> you can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the, everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. How do you, how do you get to that? <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. Where would they put like the... the- Where would they put the poison and the pollution? They're not going to put it in Bel Air. They've got to find some place where poor people or indigenous people or people of color are living. Put it there. They can't fight back. And that's why a big part of the climate movement now has to do with climate justice. You know, the first... Yay, Jane! Give us an example. Yay! We're as uninformed as you are. Yay! Uh, look, <laughs> I don't get that. World. We're uninformed. You are Jane. Yay, Jane, for singing for us. I heard Jane. She, she, Thank you, Jane. She made You're a claim. celebrity, so you must Wait. be right. She made a claim that we have a climate crisis because of racism. And then her example was we dump waste in poor people's area. Mm-hmm. That there's no connection. That's yeah. not an answer to that question. No, no it's, it's not. not. No. It has nothing to do with climate. It doesn't have anything to do with climate. But we're now, still clapping. Now, is it possible in areas where we have waste that the property values are less there and people with less money are more likely to buy property there? Yes. Okay. And I'm not saying that's fair or just, it's just What's open market on on the sea. Has nothing to do with climate. Mm. Nothing. She still I, didn't answer. Yeah. I heard her interview. It was probably a year or so ago, and I think I brought this up. She made. She's one of these people that throws numbers out and don't have to back them up. She claimed, and I don't have the numbers. There were so many l- millions of less birds now than they were. I don't know how many years ago. So I mean, this made that statement. Everybody was again. Followed. Who counted birds and who recounted it to, to determine that we at this time? Imagine trying to count all the birds. She didn't yeah. say like the birds in Alabama. She said in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, are we talking about birds that are real, or are we talking about birds that are like surveillance drones all, over, all <laughs> oh, across the planet? That's a whole nother Jane, But what no I'm birds. saying is, you just th- you <laughs> throw you, stuff Jane. like that Love out you, there. Love you, Jay. Love you, Jay. Who counted the birds? <laughs> Who counted? The birds? <laughs> Who, imagine if that was your job to count all the birds Why? in the world. First of all, I'm not going to be very accurate. No, there's right. no way I can keep yeah. up. Hey, did you one. count that one right there? I, I think I've already counted him. You're an actress. <laughs> but she you said must that. be brilliant. It's There's hard so to many count less crows. birds now than they were then that, because of, I, I thought. It's hard to count crows because they all do resemble. They do. It, it is. It's and they pile up, up on top which of ones you've counted, right. which ones you've counted. Right, yeah. yeah. And, Jane, you're, you know, it's okay to age. You, you don't have to keep. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> you work out done. deal. We know you worked out, and that's right. fine. But what about, the, now, what you, about you, the waste from plastic surgery? There's a lot of plastic no, and gosh, a lot of things taken out there. Fossil fuels were used in that. I know it. What about that? We love you, Jane. <laughs> I'm sure she flew to get to the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. Probably did. Yeah. Probably did. Her Probably carbon did. footprint is outlandish. Sure. But she's 
important. Still, Maybe she can get some of that plant I'm fuel still curious is talking about. how racism created a climate crisis. Because it didn't, Bubba. And the reason why you're curious. Climate, crime, uh, climate justice. It's all connected, Bubba. Uh, I mean, you look at it. Yeah, it's if called, you'll study it, Bubba. It's you got to study it. Yeah. Yeah. So she studied theory. it while making movies. It's called string theory. The whole universe is connected, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Jane, <laughs> we don't have time for it today, but there's a clip uh, that uh, on our list that this uh, environmentalist is showing how it's really not fair that these climate activists are now saying all the Western world has gotten where it is because of fossil fuels, but now we need to stop the fossil fuels, and these developing countries are getting put. Uh, you, you see, that's racism yeah, it's right like, there. It's like using a ladder to get into the treehouse and then pulling the ladder up. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's amazing. That's a great point, guys. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out ain't. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.